the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Since this weekend is Resurrection Day weekend, we're ministering messages all week about Jesus Christ and what he did for me and you through his death, burial, and resurrection. We'll resume the messages on Rightfully Ours next week. But this week, I want to get you in the mindset of the awesome things that the Lord did for me and you on Good Friday and on Resurrection Day too. So come on, let's hear a message about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What he did for you and me when he went to Calvary Street and paid sin's debt in full for you and me. And then got up on Resurrection Day and set us totally free and offered a new life to you and me. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So that which happened for us and to us in the New Testament is shown first to us and then sometimes even explained to us in the Old Testament. So we're going to look back at Exodus in the Old Testament where Israel was delivered from Egyptian captivity and the death that was coming to them. We'll see in type and shadow the deliverance from the death and the slave market of the enemy that Jesus provided to us in the New Testament. Turn to Exodus chapter 12, please. Of course, this right here, you know, remember... God had seen the, the trouble, the tribulation, and the, and the persecution, and the imprisonment of Israel. Got to a point that he said, I'm through with that. I'm about to bring an end to that. And he sent Moses to be able to go tell him, go let my people go, that they may come and serve and to worship me. Praise God, that, because that's what God wants us to do, is serve and to worship him. After we get saved, we're supposed to serve and worship him. Praise God. So we're all in the act of it, of it happening. The plan had already been established. Now it's just being carried out. He told Moses what to do. And then Moses carried out what he told him to do. Nine plagues he had brought in, praise God, to be able to show them that he is really God. And so in case you're getting talking about, well, I think this plague came from God. No, it didn't, praise God, no. Because none of them plagues did. All those plagues were designed to be able to show them that their God is not God, praise God. Because all nine things that he caused to happen was the gods that they wanted to serve. And every one of those represented the gods that they served. So what he says, you want that as your God? I'm going to give it to you. And then he just multiplied it all in the middle of their life to the time that they recognized, I'm through with that. And I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Because God wants to destroy every one of the gods that you have in your life until you can understand that he is the God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not only is he the God over all these things that you call God, praise God, but he's also the God over death and life too. Praise God, and he wants you to know that too. So that's not what was happening. We're hitting this point right here where it's now it's time for number 10. Praise God, or another way of phrasing, this is where this stuff come to an end, right here. 
Praise God, because this, this one that he's about to do right now is going to end their captivity. And it's going to end, praise God, and it's going to deliver them too. Praise God. But look, look, let's read it. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. I love how God brings us new beginnings. Praise God. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, To tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. A lamb for a house. And if the household is too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of, of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make his count for the lamb. For the lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take, oh, by the way, when he said kill it in the evening, remember everything's in type and shadow. It's one of the reasons why Jesus had to go to the cross at a specific time in order to be able to meet everything that was said that was written aforetime. Verse number seven. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water. But sodden, of course, means, means boiled. Nor sodden or boiled at all with water. But roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. That's a long word for guts. Prayer is gut. That's a long word for guts. Guts is just G-U-T-S. Pertinence is a whole lot of letters. Prayer is God. Amen. But if you like a lot of letters, use pertinence. You just want to shorten it, guts. Prayer is God. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet. And your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the little g-gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses wherein ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. How long? That's one of the reasons why we assemble. Praise God, to be able to make sure that you are reminded of what it is that happened on this night. Praise God. We're not one of those that pass it up. Praise God, and just overlook what it is that happened. We do what he told us to do. He said, do this forever. And Good Friday, I want you to be reminded of what it is that I did. 
and how the Passover and what happened with the Passover. Praise God. So that you could be able to understand that the Passover really represents how death passed over you. Let me take it back a little bit. How the wrath of God passed over you. Because remember, the death that we was going to experience was going to be because of the wrath of God manifesting. Praise God. And because the wrath of God manifests because we allowed somebody else to be our God. We allowed Satan to be able to become, come in, in, and take over our lives. Praise God. But because Satan took over our lives, then the wrath of God is supposed to be available to us as well as him too. But he says, I don't want that to happen to you. So because of that, I'm telling you what to do so that the wrath of God will never be experienced by you. And you're going to be set free. That's why I need you to eat this with all your clothes on too. Put on your traveling clothes because you're going someplace. Praise God. I said, put on your traveling clothes because you're going someplace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now let's look at it a little closer. God required a lamb without blemish to be used as a sacrifice to be able to protect them from death. A lamb without blemish to be used as a sacrifice to be able to protect them from death. So God was allowing the blood from that ram to protect them from the wrath of God and to deliver them from captivity. It died so that they wouldn't have to. It died so that they wouldn't have to experience death in any manifestation. He had them sprinkling that blood upon the doorposts. And that symbolized two major things. Number one, is our open confession of our allegiance and our faith in God. Our open confession in our, of our allegiance and our faith in God. Because we had to demonstrate that we really do trust God to be able to deliver us. To be able to go out and do this in the presence of and leave a marking that would then be able to be seen by everybody who was enemies of us from that point forward. Because we have to trust him. We have to trust that God will really deliver us from our enemies. That he will deliver us from death. Because you got to trust God to be able to do what God says do. Like we are trusting God with our eternities. That what the blood did was enough to be able to save you and me. And we won't know till it shows up. I said we won't know till it shows up. And it was the same way there too. When you close your eyes on this side, you're going to open your eyes on that side and you're going to find out that the blood worked. I said, when you close your eyes on this side, you're going to open your eyes on that side and you're going to find out that the blood worked. And that a new day is now dawned for you in such a way was everything's going to be changed and everything's going to be new. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But up until then, you got to trust him. And you also have to be able to display it in front of everybody else, too, and show everybody else that you trust God and that you're in allegiance with God, too. Because remember, they was in the middle of captivity. And the people was already, if I could put it this way, upset. I'm going to be nice about it. They was upset. Praise God. I didn't say P.O. I said upset. I said they was upset about the last nine plagues that happened. Because remember, the plagues would affect them, but it, it would affect the people of Egypt, but they would affect the people of Goshen. It wouldn't affect the Israelites, praise God. So they already was looking at them with a scant eye. They was already looking at them in such a way as they didn't like them and didn't appreciate them and, and was upset with them. They was already mad at them. And now you're going to walk around and, and show that you with them too so that everybody can see that that's you? Oh, see, they didn't want that. Talking about wearing your Christianity on your sleeve. They put it on their house so everybody can know that everybody up in that house was involved in the things of God. Does anybody hear me up in there? Hallelujah. So number one, it talked about our open confession of our allegiance. We with God. We believe that God's word is true. We believe that the blood will cover me in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
And our love, for, this is the second thing, our love for God is seen by our obedience to do what it is he said to do. Our love for God is seen by our obedience to do what God said to do. Because we're supposed to display our love for him too. Because it's through faith and love. Praise God because your faith works by love. Your faith and love, this thing works like it's supposed to do. And we love God enough to obey him and do what he said to do. They also had to roast that lamb and eat all of it. Add part of it, not just a lamb shanks, praise God, not just a lamb chops. Praise God, but add thing. From the rooter to the tutor, add thing. They were supposed to eat it all with their traveling clothes on. One lamb per household. Or another way of phrasing it, one big enough to cover the entire household. One big enough to cover the entire household. Now, the Passover lamb was useless unless it was eaten because it had to be internalized. Because it's not enough that it was killed, but it has to also be inside of you. It's not enough that it's killed, but it has to also be inside of you. That's one of the reasons why I say it came to his own and his own received him not, but to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God, even in them that believe on his name. One of the things that that word received translates is internalized because we have to be internalized in order to happen. Until you get Christ in you, then the benefit of what he did for you means nothing. His death means nothing until it gets in you. The shedding of the blood means nothing and it gets in you. Are you listening? You can plead the blood, speak the blood, say everything about the blood, but if you ain't got the body of Christ on the inside of you, then it will not benefit you. That's why we allow Jesus to come into our life to save us, come into our hearts and our lives to save us. The prayer we pray is for a reason. It's to be able to bring him in us just like he said to do. Because otherwise it won't have no, have no good for me and you. But remember, this setting free followed the sacrifice of a, the life of a Pascal lamb. Pascal, P-A-S-C-H-A-L, lamb. It was sacrificed to be able to set the Israelites free from Egyptian captivity, which was what God said he ultimately wanted to do, set them free, and to deliver them from the impending death that was at the hand of the deaf angel who was surely coming. Because the deaf angel was surely coming. He even told them when he was coming. But he told them what to do so that before he come, this is what you do. That lamb was to be used to be able to deliver them and set them free had to be one without blemish. It was necessary. They couldn't go get the raggedy lamb out the side or the one that just got a little scratch, a little blemish on the side. No, it had to go get one without blemish. That's because a lamb without blemish was type and shadow of Jesus Christ who was going to be the sacrifice for me and you that was going to deliver me and you from the wrath of God. It had to be without blemish because Jesus was unblemished in that he did not have a sin nature and he was unspotted in that he did not live a sinful life. He was both unblemished and unspotted. Unblemished and unspotted. He was unblemished that he did not have a sin nature and unspotted in that he did not live a sinful life. See, Jesus was born flawless because a blemish speaks of an imperfection formed at birth. A blemish speaks of an imperfection formed at birth. Jesus was born flawless without blemish. That's why he was born of God, not of Joseph. That's why, because it was necessary for him to be born of God. Because you pick up the nature of your father when you come. The blood comes through, the blood comes from the father. And so sin, sin's blood was running through Adam and everybody that was born into this world, that same sin blood was running through. So it blemished everybody that it, that it moved into. We were, he was born blemish free because he was born sin free because he picked up his from his father who is God, who is holy and just. Righteous and true. Always holy in everything that he do. 
He picked up his so that he wouldn't be born having Adam's blemishes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he being flawless and blemishless was necessary because it qualified him as the lamb who could be used to be sacrificed to God so that mankind could avoid the wrath of God that was to come. And then he was spotless. A spot speaks of the imperfection or soiling that is received through living life. Just like a blemish represents that which you receive because you're, you're born with it. A spot speaks of the imperfections or soiling that received through his life lived. That too was necessary. That's why he had to live an absolutely sinless life because otherwise he would have been blemishless but spotted. It would be blemishless but spotted, which would have disqualified him. So if he'd have like seen that honey and been like, dang, she fine. And they kind of like went back behind the barn. Did they have barns in? Praise God, whatever. Praise God, in the manger. Went back behind the manger. Praise God. And like, you know, hung, hang, hung with a little bit at that time. We'd still be stuck in our sin. That's one of the reasons why some of us say ain't nobody fine enough to be able to cause us to be able to not do what God said do. Because we understand our life has meaning too. And that we ain't going out like that. Because God's got a use for me and you. He's got something he want to do with me and you. So through his entire life, Jesus remained spotless by refusing to sin. Refusing to cuss anybody out. Refusing to be late. Refusing to be able to go off. Refusing to steal from anybody. Refusing to punch somebody out. Refusing, praise God, to be lying and, and misrepresenting, blasting people out on Facebook. Refusing, hallelujah, to be all the other, you know, and other stuff, you know. If I didn't get to yours, I ain't got time. Praise God. Thereby remaining eligible to be the lamb without blemish and without spot. Through his entire life, Jesus remained spotless by refusing to sin. Thereby remaining eligible to be the lamb without blemish and without spot. Suitable to be the sacrifice of me and you. Why? Because it was necessary. He did everything necessary to qualify for that. Now that lamb slain ended up delivering the children of Israel from Egyptian bondage. It typified the Lamb of God who would be slain for the sins of the whole world. That's why he said this got to be this way. It has to be this way. Why? Because it was type and shadow of what was going to be on a later day. Because remember, the entire Bible is written Christocentrically, which means Christ is the centermost theme as well as important person in the entire Bible. Everything is about him. It either points to him specifically, point to what he's going to do, or point to how it's going to benefit me and you. Once we get in him like we're supposed to, it's Christocentric. And so everything was surrounding in Christ up in here too. The Passover would then represent the passing over of death that we deserve for our sin because of the blood of Christ has been applied to our lives, to our house. Our life is our house. Praise God. God is our house. Hallelujah. Oh, excuse me. Our body is God's house. And so because of that, the blood has to cover us. Hallelujah. So just like Israel, who was held captive, would be set free after the shedding of the blood of that Pascal lamb. God's fallen man, who has, was held captive, would be freed after the shedding of the blood of our Pascal lamb. Our Pascal lamb is Jesus. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, please. Ours is Jesus. So the same thing that was happening back then is the same thing that happened when? On this Good Friday. Because that's when our lamb was slain for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, Jesus is identified in, in Scripture as our, Pas as our Passover, who was sacrificed for us. 
First Corinthians chapter five, begin reading in verse six. It says, your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Of course, leaven represents sin. Praise God. Now, sin is, it, it was in us. I said, sin was in us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it done leavened the whole lump. Praise God. We were just a bunch, big lump of sin. Praise God. But Jesus Christ, our Passover, would then turn around and sacrifice his life to be able to get it out of us. Because the sin, the, 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 the leaven, which is like yeast, that is in, within, will then begin to spread. And see, if anywhere near told, most of y'all already know that you was living a life that was jacked up before you met Christ, and it was actually getting worse and worse, too. I can testify myself. You don't want to say amen. Praise God. I can tell you that, that, it, that, that I was getting worse and worse. I was tripping myself out on the fact that there was various things that I said I would never do. That was now becoming a plausible alternative and a possibility, too, because I was getting worse and worse as this thing would go on. So I remember when the Lord told me, boy, it's time for you to get in church. I told you he didn't say it like this, but me, you've had God say stuff to you. It, it, it's got all kind of stuff attached to it that you're like, whoa, you know, the whole thought hits you. And when he said it's time for you to get in church, I could, it's almost as though I can, because this is your last chance. Because you're going to do either do what I said do or you're going to be through. Because I was headed down a path I wasn't supposed to, doing things I wasn't supposed to do. Leaven leavens the whole lump. Verse 7 says, purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking at a new lump. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we ain't, we're trying to be a little less lumpy, though. You know, praise God. Amen. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Notice the way that that happens, that that leaven has gotten out of me and you is that this sacrifice needs to happen, and that's Christ, our Passover. Jesus Christ was our Passover lamb, who was without sin, sacrificed for our sins. He bled so that we, would, so, so, so that we wouldn't end up dead. He bled so that we wouldn't end up dead. He died and did what he needed to do so that he could be able to get the leaven out of me and you. Because remember, our issue was not external, it was internal. Because it had sin had went all the way to the core. But what he did was going to solve it all the way to the core. Turn to John chapter 1, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Look at your neighbor and say, how's your page turning finger? Praise God. Mine's still good. Mine's still good. I mean, only one person said it. James, John chapter 1. <laughs> John chapter. Then look at your neighbor and say, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 29. <laughs> I would say lay hands on it, but I don't want nobody snatching their hand, jumping up, running, and stuff like that. Praise God. We win. Sanitizing. Spraying, putting their sanitizer out there, out there, out there, person spraying you in, 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 in their hands and stuff, too. <laughs> so, so stop all that up in the house of God. I just say, just say, just say, be healed. Praise God. For now. Till I can preach this fear out of you. John, John chapter 1, verse 29. It says, the next day, John seeing Jesus coming unto him and said, behold, behold, check it out. Don't miss this. The Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So he told us exactly who he is. He's the Lamb of God. There's our Lamb right there. That's our Lamb, the one that needs to be gotten as big enough to be able to take on the sins of the whole family, the whole world, the whole house. The world is God's house, praise God. 
And God said, I brought, I sent a lamb big enough for all of y'all. That it's enough for all of y'all to be able to internalize and, uh, and big enough for him to cover all of y'all too. Praise God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. But of course, it's always best when you can get it live. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. We also invite all of you to celebrate with us at our Resurrection Day weekend celebration that we do here at Word of Faith. It starts on Thursday evening at 645 with the showing of the Passion of the Christ. I believe that it's good for each and every one of us to get a visual reminder of the price that Jesus Christ paid for you and me when he went to the cross at Calvary as a substitution for you and me. Speaking of price, there is no charge for the movie. A reception follows the movie with both refreshments and refreshing fellowship with the saints talking about what they saw and how it impacted them. The celebration continues on Friday evening at our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ actually went to the cross for me and you to pay sins dead in full for me and you. So we at Word of Faith celebrate in praise and worship and get a good word on that night too. We'll be both honored and excited to see you and your family there celebrating Jesus with us too. And the Resurrection Day celebration weekend culminates with our Resurrection Day service on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. That's the day that Jesus Christ got up. So we get up and come to church and celebrate the victory we received through Him. We'd love to see all of you and your families there too. And remember, if you don't have transportation, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service, including these. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.